What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today I had a very special guest on the show. This was an amazing conversation. You guys are going to love this. I had Joe Sheehy, the owner and founder of Cured Nutrition, who is one of the podcast sponsors. One of two. It's a very exclusive club. And Cured is in there. And you are going to find out why after this conversation. Uh, Joe brought a lot of insight. We talked about personal development. We talked about depression. We talked about anxiety. We talked about supplements. We talked about nutrition. We literally talked about all aspects of holistic health and really, really powerful conversation. I know you guys are going to love it. And if you do, we would love to hear. We want to hear some feedback. We would love to hear from you. We want to know who's listening, who's enjoying the show. So if you can, Take a screenshot of the episode, post it to your stories on Instagram. You can tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner, and you can tag Joe at Joseph Sheehy. That's J-O-S-E-P-H-S-H-E-E-H-E-Y. And give them a follow at Cured Nutrition. It's at Cured Nutrition. Go give them a follow and enjoy the episode. All right, everybody. I am joined today by a very special guest, a return guest on the show. It's been a while since the first episode. I've got Joe Sheehy, who is the owner, founder of Cured Nutrition. Uh, Super pumped to have you back on the show. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, brother. I was trying to remember. I know we talked um, several weeks ago. I think it was early 2020. Was it before the pandemic or was it the beginning of the pandemic when we podcast last? I don't know, two years, something like that. About two years. I think it was right before and uh, I know there's been a lot of changes for, for your business, a lot of growth for you personally and professionally. I uh, can't wait to uh, jump in. For those that missed the first episode, obviously you guys can go back and listen, but you want to give just like a little background on um, who you are and how you got into this industry and how Cured, I would love to know like the origin story um, Yeah, as a refresh on how Cured came to be. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. So <clears throat> Not not everybody knows my backstory, but I used to be an aerospace engineer. So I worked for Lockheed Martin, one of the biggest defense contractors in the world, for about seven years and worked on their NASA side. So all the NASA space exploration uh, missions, missions that went to Jupiter, to Mars, that um, were set to uh, go to the moon and take the next astronauts. Um, the next astronauts into space and and orbit the earth. And I worked as like a mechanical engineer. I would work on all of the deployable mechanisms. So deployable solar arrays or how the spacecraft um, was retained by the rocket and then separated once in orbit. And that was, that was like what I worked really hard for to get a degree and then got into the industry and really recognized that as I sat in a cubicle and utilized my degree and was doing something that I thought was really going to fill me up and don't get me wrong. I thought it was really amazing. I thought it was fun. I thought that the things that we were working on were uh, quite literally out of this world. I was like, this is, this is awesome. And anybody that I would talk to would say the same, but then they would ask like, like, why weren't you feeling fulfilled? Why weren't you feeling like this was like the thing for you to do? And what I realized was I didn't have like a tangible feel that I had an impact on people that I interacted with on a day-to-day basis. Like is space exploration important? A hundred percent. Like what's going on out there? I don't know. We're, we're, we all want to figure it out, but I didn't feel like I was actually impacting people on a day-to-day basis. And 
some people know my full backstory before getting into the engineering career. I struggled deeply with depression for several years. And at one point actually found myself on the edge of a bridge, ready to jump off and end my life. And that depression was a culmination of just a complete lack of integrity. There was the person that I wanted to be, and there was the person that actually showed up on a day-to-day basis. And that dissonance between the two caused so much anxiety, so much dis duress. And it really led me to a point of, of depression and, and wanting to end my life and through a lot of work through therapy. And then at the time finding the bodybuilding industry and really pursuing what I could call like my full potential with my physical body, I started to recognize that there's a lot more that this life has to offer And I was in my engineering career at the same time that I was pursuing bodybuilding and really doing a lot of personal work um, to not find myself back in that depressed place. But through doing so, met so many people that had very similar stories. And I recognized that in those interactions and especially in the fitness world, I was like, wow, like I could actually tangibly help somebody by just saying like, Hey, you've got it. Or, Hey, like, I know you're struggling. And like this path to take care of your physical and mental body will be the thing that allows you to start to change your life. And I I recognize that as a foundation. And I would be podcasting with people over the years of, of my competing days, and then actually stepping away from competing and outside the actual physical recording of the podcast, we would talk about other things like cannabis. We would talk about CBD. We would talk about things that were helping us uh, calm our anxiety and help us fall asleep at night. And I was like, 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 why aren't we talking about this stuff publicly, like on the podcast? And what I recognized was so many people are afraid to completely share their full truth, whatever it might be. Cannabis has carried a large stigma around it for far, for far too long. And as I started to share my story of being depressed and like wanting to end my life, that was a very vulnerable place. And I recognized that that's the same, um, the same commitment as saying, Hey, I use cannabis and it helps me because you're in a vulnerable place where people could judge you. And I recognized that this was happening over and over and over again. And it all came to head when one day my boss just completely belittled me in work at work. And I was just like, you know what? I'm finding myself getting depressed again. And I had like been having these conversations and pursuing a health and fitness kind of side career outside of engineering. And there was like this pull between the two paths where one wasn't making me any money. And the other was the one that I had worked so hard to get a degree in and, and really, you know, do what I thought I was supposed to do in this world. And like that dissonance again was leading me to a place of, of depression. And when my boss belittled me that one day, like, I was just like, I was trying so hard to to contribute to a project that we were working on. And I started feeling myself being depressed again, ended up going and seeing a therapist. Um, that was through like the employee services program. And the therapist was just like, you know what, Joe, like you're telling me this story of everything that you're doing outside side of your engineering career. And you seem lit up about it. You seemed, you seem fired up about it. And then you're telling me about this life that you have on a day-to-day basis where you go and sit the cubicle and you're unfulfilled and you don't feel like you have a tangible impact. And 
what I'm recognizing is you just, you just need something that I'm going to give to you, but you really need to give this to yourself. And, and he turns and he reaches to his desk and he pulls out something and he writes something on it, pulls out a card and he writes something on it. And he goes, Joe, like, I'm going to give this to you, but you just, you just need to give this to yourself. And he hands me the card and I look at it and it says permission on it. And he goes like, you're looking for permission from the outside world. You're looking for permission from everybody outside of you to go do the thing that you want to do. But you just need to give that permission to yourself because nobody else is going to give you that permission. And so I had this idea of cannabis, health and fitness. I think that I can combine the two and I can show people that a successful, hardworking, professional person can use cannabis and not be judged because of the stigma. And that was five years ago now, we're celebrating our fifth birthday in the next couple of days that I, I put in my letter of resignation that day after meeting with the therapist and basically jumped off the uh, the uh, proverbial entrepreneurial cliff. And, and as many people joke about, like built the wings or built the plane on the way down. And all of that has led to what is now cured today. And so that's how you go from aerospace engineer to cannabis entrepreneur. <laughs> It's a, and it's a powerful story. I'm glad that you uh, shed some light on some of the details and nuances that I haven't even heard before. Uh, and it's cool. And as you're recapping the time frame, I think that we first connected probably about four years ago because I just came up on the four-year anniversary of my business in early August. And so it must have been like four and a half, five years ago, somewhere in that time frame. Because I don't even think, I think when I first met you, I was just starting my business. And so you must have been about one year into it. And a lot has changed. So I'm curious when you were first getting started and you were kind of building the wings on the way down, like what were some of the things that you believed would come to fruition that were just like you had an idea and things kind of turned out differently or things that were just unexpected that you could not have predicted to where mm. you are today? Because I think like the reflection piece for me is so interesting when I'm like, you know, I started this business thinking it was going to be one thing and it's kind of taken on this life of its own. Um, did you have any of those moments where you had some preconceived notions or ideas about what cured would look like in the beginning compared to like where it is right now? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. I appreciate you asking that because <laughs> I think as anybody, anybody that's an entrepreneur would be like, uh, yeah, there's a lot. Um, so when I first met you four years ago, uh, in Vegas, I believe it was in Vegas, um, Cured had gone from zero to multi-million dollar company in basically a year. And I would have never expected for that to be the case. But what we did was we we hit a pain point and an opportunity at a very perfect time. And it was very exciting. It was also overwhelming because I was like, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I just like try to act like I know what I was doing. But the truth is what that ended up leading to was not very many people know this, but we almost went out of business in early uh, 2020, end of 2019, because of the fact that we had such quick growth and we were going in so many different directions that we didn't create extreme clarity on the one direction that was actually cured. The clarity of what cured actually does, what is our mission? What is our purpose? Why do we exist? And so what happened was that quick growth 
allowed us to pursue a lot of opportunities. We were farming hemp up in Boulder. We were manufacturing down here in Denver. We started white labeling, like manufacturing for other companies. They would come to us and we would make their products for them. We were running wellness events, um, which were kind of like marketing events, but also just like this massive expense. We had food products and then we had supplements. So we were doing like five different things, which in the beginning worked until they didn't, until we weren't like this, like massively profitable company that you just sneezed and you, you sold product. Like I'm very thankful for the fact that that happened to us in the beginning, but I'm even more thankful for us almost going out of business end of 2019, beginning of 2020. And at the core, it was exactly this, Mike, like we weren't clear on what it is that we do. What is our mission? What is the one thing that cured needs to be known for? And now we really sell supplements. Like I just told you, like we did like five different things, but right now what we do is we sell supplements of the future. Like I say, Hey, supplements used to look like this and now they're going to look like this. Like cured is creating that path into the future, but I wasn't clear on what true mission really was. And by doing so, we came to the place at the end of 2019, where I had to basically break up with multiple business partners. I had to shut down several divisions of the company. I had to completely remove several product lines. And those decisions had to happen for us to make it through to become who we are today. But those were hundreds of thousands of dollars of mistakes and decisions because I just didn't know what I was doing. And if we don't have extreme clarity on who we are as a company and what we truly bring to this world as our service and how we're leaving an impact on people, you don't really know how to make decisions correctly. Because if I said, hey, we're farming in Boulder, Colorado, which helped us have like this chain of custody, like we like we farm, we see that like from a quality control standpoint, we can have the utmost highest quality. You can do that. But is that like core to our mission, which our mission is to, we exist to help optimize people's lives and truly help them feel their best through forward thinking supplements. So if that's our mission, does that require us to farm? Does that require us to, man to manufacture our own product? Does that require us to sell food products and supplement products? And the answer was no but I wasn't clear on that. And so I think there's a place in all of our entrepreneurial journeys where we recognize, you know, you hear people say simple scales and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it just goes in one ear and out the other. And then you finally get to a point where like, oh, I can't do 10 different things. I really actually have to get to like simplicity to scale. So I think I spit out a lot there, but really what it was, was like, if you're not extremely clear on what your mission is, how you make decisions as a leader of a company, what it is your company values, like your operating principles, is a very good chance that you're going to get to a point where like you have business areas going in 10 different directions. And while it can be sustainable at first, sometimes it's not sustainable in the long run. And this like quick rise to a multi-million dollar company and then on almost like, well, can I, do I have to sell my house? Do I have to sell my car? Like I have a wife. Like I was at this point where I was like so scared and I had basically go through a, like a dying of Joe entrepreneur 1.0 to becoming Joe entrepreneur 2.0.
and we're crushing it again today, but like, I would have never expected for that to happen, Mike. I don't think any entrepreneur wishes that upon themselves or anybody else, but I think sometimes we just have to go through that because it made me such a better person, such a better leader. Yeah. And, and I think obviously the, the entrepreneurial journey is very much a roller coaster ride. Um, some of the highest highs and lowest lows. And I think in those low yeah. moments, you know, that is when like the growth opportunities present themselves. And it seems like you took the lesson and ran with it, which is huge. I know that I had a similar trajectory when I first started, I started my own business and was like, holy shit, a lot of people actually want to work with me. This is crazy. And then I was working with 120 clients at my peak and completely burnt out. They're getting a terrible version of me because I have no time for anything. I'm just like, let me get this check-in done real quick and get it off my plate. And it led me to a place of complete burnout and not wanting to coach anybody. And now I start bringing on coaches and bringing on a team. And then all of a sudden the business isn't profitable. <laughs> like, what do I do? Um, <laughs> so I found myself in a very similar place. And I think a lot of times we, we see what other people are doing. We're like, oh, this person's successful with this. So maybe I should try that. I know we've had this conversation with things like Facebook ads like, oh, somebody's crushing with Facebook ads, so I should just throw money there. And I've, I wasted a lot of money. And, and as always, there's a lesson to be learned, but it was getting back to our wheelhouse and playing our game and drowning mm -hmm. out the noise of what everyone else is doing. And like, let's focus on our strengths and what we do. Um, so my question, I actually have two questions from what you just said. Number one, through that down period of almost going out of business and recognizing that the missing piece was we need extreme clarity on our mission and what we do and kind of laser focus here. What was the, what was the learning or the growth moment for you personally um, as the leader, as the person that was running the show? Uh, Cause I know a lot of times for me, there's been the, the business lesson and then there's been the personal lesson. Um, so I'm curious, yeah. the personal lesson for you. And then the second piece is you mentioned the evolution of supplements forward thinking supplements. And I'd love to hear your take on that in terms of where you feel like supplements were and where you feel like they're going. Yeah. 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 So the learning experience was, it was just like this accelerated, like, holy shit. Like there was two months of like less and less and less and less and less. And like, and in that like recognition that I can do hard things, especially have hard conversations, but one first and foremost, it was just the recognition that I was not a good listener. I was not, a, I was, I just, I just did not know how to listen at the time. And what's even, I literally, I had one of my very first mentors at this time. So I'm, I'm really thankful that I had this mentor, but there was this one point where I was like, I was like sitting with him and I was like, Hey, he's, he, he goes, you seem overwhelmed. And just like you, Mike, I was like, yeah, I'm like extremely overwhelmed. And he goes, well, you just write down a list of everything that you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And I just like, and I had like three pages of paper and he was like, holy shit. Like, how are you doing all of that? And what, what really came undone or what, what really was like the recognition in all of it was like, I wouldn't let go of control. I was trying to hold on to everything and have like my touch. This is my business. I started it. I am at the center of it. So it needs to be done my way. And I was trying to control everything. And so by trying to control everything, I had a million different things to do every single day. And I was putting that on myself. And what I recognized was we sat down one day and, and my mentor goes like, so here's like the idea of how your business starts and here's how your business needs to here's where your business needs to get. 
And in the beginning, it's it's Joe. Like Joe was the core. Joe, it was it was about Joe. Joe had a story. Joe created a network. He had people that wanted the products. And it was very much like I started the company and it wouldn't have been the company wouldn't exist if it wasn't for me. But he drew this diagram where he was like, right now, the business is no bigger than Joe. And you need to get to a place where the business is much bigger than Joe, where the mission and everybody that shows up on a day-to-day basis, everybody that's a part of your team shows up and has not a mission to build Joe, but a mission to build a company that helps people. And I was, I was like, whoa, like, and that was a massive ego check because I was like, I have just have so much to do. I can't handle. And he's like, that your problem is you're making it all about you and you're not building people. We're supposed to build people to build the business. That's our job as leaders. We don't build the whole thing by ourselves. You just simply can't, you can't handle it. You're going to get burned out. And so that recognition was just like that diagram. And he was like, here's Joe, here's the company. They're the exact same size. Here's where you want to be is Joe is the leader that is wherever he needs to be but the business is way bigger than him. And everybody that is a teammate is part of the mission shows up and they see themselves in that vision and we're all building it together. That realization and that just like lesson is something, if you don't, if you don't understand that as an entrepreneur, the business will never be bigger than you. And you will have a to-do list of a hundred things to do and you will get burnt out. And so that was like the biggest thing was just like that, those two diagrams on the board. I was like, damn it. And I look back on it now and I'm like, it's easy for me to do it now, but I was just so, I had this like death grip, like this death grip of control. It was like, what if, if I didn't approve this, if I didn't, if we sent that $10,000 wire and I didn't send it like, what's going to happen? Everything's going to fall apart. It was like this, like fear. It was like this, like deep fear of, um, if I don't do it, it's going to be wrong. Um, and that's, that's not a fun place to be. I'll tell you that. Yeah. We have to learn that the hard way. Sometimes I definitely had that same lesson of, and it's, still, <laughs> I mean, it's honestly still a struggle for me giving up control. And we were just talking about this before we recorded, like that is one of the most challenging parts when you have a team and you're like, okay, I just need to like trust and empower and be there for my team. And it's like, but wait, could I do that better? And you have to remind yourself like, no, because if I'm doing everything, then everyone's getting a watered down version of me. And I know that 100%. my coaches can coach a million times better than I can, because that's their bread and butter. Um, I know that, you know, my team can fulfill on like customer service on all the things way better than I can do. Um, yeah. And I think uh, what's, what's really cool about both of our businesses and the things that I've always felt that we've had in alignment is you are looking ahead to like, what is, what is the future? Like I always felt like nutrition coaching was so backwards. It was always like, how can we plug in a formula for a dynamic complex system, like human metabolism and the human brain and, you know, psychology. And it's like, we're never going to figure out a a plug and play system. It's just not going to happen. And I'm like, the future of coaching is we identify the individual as an individual. And we do things like personality assessments, metabolic assessments. We get down to like the intimate details of each individual so that we can tailor a program that makes sense for their life. And it's going to look different for each person. And I always felt like we were a little bit ahead of our time in talking about stuff like that, because there's a lot of companies that want to shortcut the process 
that sounds appealing, right? Just follow this plan. You'll lose 20 pounds. Typically they gain it back. And eventually I feel like they'll, they'll look to something that is more forward thinking. And I think with what you do, um, similarly, you're looking ahead to the future of supplements and where we're heading in that industry. So can you talk about just your take on the gaps that you identified and how you're looking to fill those gaps with cure? Yeah, man, that's such a good, such a good question. It's right though. It's like we, that first approach that you mentioned can be highly scalable, but it's a one-time transaction as in like it could work one time, but you're not going to help people for the rest of their lives. You're just going to be whatever. It's like a crash diet or like whatever it is. It's very transactional. You're like, Oh, like I sold a thousand of these in, in one day. And like, but, but you didn't help them for the rest of their life. You just gave them this, this short-term solution. So similar to exactly what you just said, what I recognize with cured is that, and why we say we are forward thinking, like we're creating the future of supplements is I think that if a supplement company isn't committed to putting education out there in the world, that unless you're moving your body, fueling your body properly through nutrition, through hydration, you're utilizing all the tools that are just literally at your fingertips as in zero, zero added cost. And you believe that you're going to be the solution as a supplement company company without talking about that stuff, you're doing a massive disservice to the world. And what I recognized was there are some things that might always be great for supplementation, like say creatine, for example, or like a protein. But what all can you get from, how can you optimize your life with like the zero cost things, right? And so you can get the ability to have a strong recovery through proper nutrition. You can get to the place to have proper energy through like dense meals with polyphenols, whatever it might be. So what I'm saying is there's a lot that's a zero added cost that people should focus on first. And then they should recognize that there are still times where we're going to have issues sitting down and like having clarity and having focus on the task at hand. Most of the time, for most of us, unless you're like the enlightened Buddha, you're probably going to get anxious every once in a while. You're probably going to struggle with sleep. You probably, if you're working really hard with your nutrition, you might need an added supplement to help you with creating a strong gut microbiome. So what I noticed was we have products that are for every single human regardless of what their story is, everybody's going to need to sit down and be able to perform in some way. Like some of us work, some of us are stay-at-home moms, some of us are running a business, some of us are employees. We all have to sleep at night. We all have to have proper gut health and we all need some type of stress support. So our products fit into those categories. And then what we've done was we brought in a clinical herbalist that works one-on-one with clients. So she's like the one-on-one approach that you're talking about. It's very customized. And while we can't do that with every single customer that we have to say like, Hey, like how do we tweak the herbs and the mushrooms and the cannabinoids in this product? What we can do is we can spend, which we did 
literally over a year with every single product that we release, making sure that we have the right concentration of herbs and mushrooms and cannabinoids. And really what that is, is that's a traditional Chinese medicine approach, which has been used for thousands and thousands of years. And I truly think that the future lives partly in the past is like, we need to get back to the recognition of these are things that have been used for thousands and thousands of years. We're taking literally adaptogens and herbs and cannabinoids and mushrooms, which I truly believe to be the future and putting them in custom formulations that help normal people do the normal everyday things. Like let's get away from the fat burners and the pre-workouts that make you want to run through a fucking wall. And like the stuff that's typically out there with supplements, I'm like this stuff, not all of it, don't get me wrong. Not all of it is garbage, but I just think that so much of it is a gimmick. Whereas we're trying to put the proper education out there and then also recognize that there's a future that is, has like, it's just going to not carry the stigma that we've had for so long. And that's in the functional mushrooms. It's in the cannabinoids, it's in the adaptogens. So it's a long-winded answer, but really like we're committed to being an education platform to making sure people are doing the things that they need to do. And then we are a supplement to a lifestyle of healthy habits and routines. That's really pushing the boundary on ingredients and helping educate people about why we should look at these things because they've been used for so long. Yeah. And I think it's interesting as you look at some of the problems that we face now based off of like our hardwiring, our DNA, how we evolved. So we kind of went from this like very much survival mode of anything like in hunter gatherers, anything could be a threat to our life. Like we didn't live very long. You could walk outside or whatever. You're already outside and there can be a threat around the corner. And um, it was very much like we relied on this acute stress response and we were very good at it. So it's like overcoming acute stressors. We are built for that. We have the adrenaline release, the cortisol release. We get more focused, more blood flow to the muscle, everything that we need to happen in that moment, our bodies are very equipped to handle. Now in our current lives with constant stimulation and access to social media and blue lights all day and our work schedule and our family demands and all of these things, we're now being forced to deal with more chronic stress. And I think that mm -hmm. it's one of those areas where the, the problems that are popping up with being overly stressed and, you know, this whole like, when you were talking about like the pre-workouts, the stimulants, all I can think about is like this no days off, like hustle, grind, yeah. mode, like beast mode type of, of mindset. When in reality, it's like taking a problem and just trying to like band-aid solution. It's like, all right, well, you can't make it through the day. So let's just pound some more caffeine to mask the issue. But we're actually making the issue worse. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like somebody trying to fix a hangover by drinking more. Like, yes, it will delay the hangover but you're just adding more of the alcohol to make it worse down the road. It's like, yeah, sure. You'll get this burst of energy, but the crash is going to be even worse down the road. So you're looking at from a very like non-sexy way of, of addressing, Hey, we actually need to get to the root cause of what's going on and focus on all the foundational pieces of proper nutrition, hydration, sleep movement. And we also have these supplements that can assist in calming your mind and actually giving your body the recovery that it needs. And I think that that's, that's the shift that I talk about a lot, which is, it's not about how many days you're working out. Like, let's talk about your recovery. Let's talk mm -hmm. about how you're sleeping. Let's talk about how you're managing stress. And you're kind of inserting this on, on like the supplemental level 
in addition to educating on all of those foundational pieces. I'm curious if that's where having nutrition in the name of your business, like cured nutrition, where you're selling supplements, you're not really like a nutrition per se company. Was that like the connection that you wanted to make? A hundred percent. You nailed it. Like you were literally trapped in this cycle. Like it's like, we're just like in this cycle of stimulant, uh, sleeping pill, like whatever it is. And it's day to day to day. Everybody has their different, whatever you want to call it. I guess you'd call it vice, but whatever, it doesn't need to come across as like a bad thing right off the bat. Let's just change those things. But you're 100%. It's like, let's, so cured came from when you, when you grow cannabis and you grow herbs and before you can utilize them, they go through a curing process. So it's like drying process. It's like you hang cannabis upside down. It's called curing process. So cured nutrition is how do we nurture people? How do we, how do we give the proper nutrition through things that are basically like plants, you cure them, you, you grind them up and then you put them into, into products. But it's also just like this holistic approach. When you think about like cured nutrition, it's like, okay, like let's change, let's be the the solution to the problems that are what nutrition truly should be is like nutrition is everything you take in. It's the people that you surround yourself with. It's the podcast that you listen to. It's the, it's the food that you eat. It's the books that you read. It's the water that you drink. Like that's nutrition, all of it, not just food. And so for us, it's like, when you zoom out, it's this idea of like, what does it truly mean to be healthy? And all these things matter. And then the supplements are going to be the piece that actually starts to get to the root cause because most of our products, you could call them adaptogens. And what an adaptogen does is it helps your body's stress response. It helps you adapt to stress. It helps you literally not have these massive peaks and valleys of over over excitement, over stimulation, and then the crash. An adaptogen is almost like leaving you at like an even keel uh, medium, I guess you call it. Whereas in which where the daily stressors don't impact you as much as they used to. Whereas caffeine, it's going to get you up, right? But it's also going to have you crash and think about as you're crashing and you have like a difficult conversation or somebody pisses you off, like you just go like, it's just like this pendulum back and forth and back and forth. And for so many people, that's just a never ending cycle. So yeah, the cured nutrition name is really like this holistic view of what are all the things that we need to do to really, truly fix the problems that we have in our current society. And, you know, we're not a one size fix all company, but we truly believe like we can help a lot of people through that approach. Yeah. I would, I would love to hear about the thought process and the evolution of your product line, because I'm pretty sure that when I met you, it was just the tinctures of CBD and that yeah. was it. Um, maybe there was something else at the time. I can't remember, but that was like, you know, the wheelhouse. And then now you've evolved. You've got, I mean, I just took the rise supplement before we hit record because that does help me calm myself down. I, I know that I'm going to be more focused. I'll probably be better with like pulling words out and not lose my train of thought. And it helps me when I'm podcasting. And one of the things that I love is I've been getting more into research behind mushrooms and you've got lion's mane in there. You've got cordyceps in there. Um, lion's mane being one of the only supplements that I know of that can actually cross the blood brain barrier um, and great for immune support. But like, what's the, what's the thought process? Cause there's 
I'm sure a lot of ideas and a lot of ways to be like, you know what, this would be really cool, but you've now expanded with um, having a drink, having, you know, something that's like a little bit more holistic, trying to do away with like the crazy 300 milligram caffeine energy drinks. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the product expansion with the nightcaps and everything that you've added, uh, what's kind of that thought process that you go through when you're thinking about adding something to the line? Yeah. So think about it this way. I, uh, before starting the company, I know this is a huge conversation out there in the ethos right now, but about six, seven years ago, I first started experimenting with microdosing psilocybin. And I was like, wow, this really helps me. It really helps me from a mental clarity and mood perspective. And I just started looking into it more and more and researching. I was like, wow, like all mushrooms have so much potential. And when we just started with CBD, think about the same concept, like CBD is one out of over a hundred cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. So like, we're thinking, we're like looking at a small fraction of what this whole plant can, can provide for you. And so similar to, we wanted people to get introduced to CBD to then open up their mind to the whole cannabis plant, THC, CBN, CBG, other cannabinoids that are showing up in our products, but the same exact approach is happening with the mushrooms that we're using in our products is like, I think that the mushroom world has so much potential and we're literally at the doorstep of, of what that world will have. If we can educate people on like the non-psychedelic mushrooms, the mushrooms that are great just for everyday function, immune support, stress response, mental clarity, um, then we can open up the conversation to something much bigger. And so similar to how we opened the beginning of this podcast, I was just saying like, man, like I have lost my grandpa, my uncle, and my cousin to alcohol. They were literally killed from alcohol, but yet our world has normalized it so much. I will not touch that stuff. It is what literally led me to the edge of the bridge. I almost killed myself because of alcohol. I don't want anything to do with that. Not that if you drink alcohol, it's a bad thing. Some people don't have an addictive behavior. They don't have alcoholism, alcoholism in their family, but I did. And so I wanted a different solution. And I started using cannabis to be the thing that like, I would come home and I'd be like, wow, this really helps me calm down and, and fall asleep at night. But how do we get to this point where people start to actually change their mind about the potential of these things? We have to have conversations and just stair step our way to the big overarching conversation of what all can cannabis do? What all can mushrooms do? And the only way to do that is to start slow, go slow, start low, go slow, and really start to open up the conversations and say, Hey, like I'm a dad. I run a, a big business. I work every single day to become a better person. I'm extremely reliable. I am extremely responsible and I use cannabis. Like those things have to go, those things have to go hand in hand because then we can start getting away from this, like your mind on drugs type thing where in the dare program, cannabis got looped in with heroin. It's like, like, what? it's so wrong, but like, I grew up with the dare program. I don't know. Like, it's like, we have been conditioned to think one way for so long. And for us to really change the big conversations, we have to have these conversations with just CBD, just lion's mane, which are not just, they're amazing things, but like 
in doing so, we can expand into further products, which is exactly what you started to talk about. Is like we can use different mushrooms and different cannabinoids and different adaptogens for different functions to help solve everyday problems that we all struggle with. Overcaffeination, can't fall asleep, stressed, anxious, whatever it may be. It's like, let's solve those problems. And if we can do that with things that used to carry a stigma, then wow, we're going to really start to open up people's minds. And then they just have an alternative route. I'm not saying that pharmaceuticals are bad. I'm not saying that I don't think that they have their proper place because they absolutely do. But what if we had an alternative path as well? And so that's what we do is like, we approach the product design philosophy with like, what other cannabinoids can we introduce? What other mushrooms can we introduce? How can they then create a function that solves a problem? problem, whether it be drinking caffeine at 2 PM, which you should probably not do that. Like those are the things like we're trying to solve is like, what does everybody struggle with? How do we solve those problems? Yeah. I think it's really interesting when you, when you consider some of the things that we do normalize versus some of the things that carry a stigma. It's like, uh, I'm stressed out from, from a day at work. I'm going to go home and chug a bottle of wine, totally normal, but I'm going to go, you know, microdose some psilocybin or I'm going to uh, you know, use some, some cannabis to help calm my anxiety. And that carries a stigma for some reason. Yeah. It's always interesting how those things play out. I'm going to ask probably <laughs> an impossible question. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking about this from, from more of a situation that's close to home uh, where there is somebody, let's say you have somebody who, who does have that preconceived idea about cannabis. And it's like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable. I just, for whatever reason. And I'll, I'll tell you just straight up, like my, my mom has dealt with chronic pain her entire life. And I've recommended CBD to her over and over again. And she just, there's this mental block that she can't get over. And it's like, she does, she can't identify it. She's just like, every time she gets to a place of, yeah, I think I could try it. Then she's like, no, I can't do it. So like not using her in particular as the example, but somebody like that, where there's just this preconceived idea about what it is or what they're taking or just a lack of openness, like how do you begin to approach that conversation? Yeah. First and foremost, one of the things that most people will say is I don't want to use it because I don't want to lose control. And like, that's the thing that we need to like squash right now. The only thing that you might lose control of if you use a bunch of THC is like your hand going into the bag of chips. But besides that, like you at the right dosage, especially low dosages of THC, but let's just talk about CBD, you're going to tune in more to how you feel in your body. You're going to become more present. You're going to become more aware. And that's completely opposite of losing control. And I think that that's where the conversation needs to start is you're not going to lose control and if you have the fear of that, you want to start with a complete THC-free product. CBD by itself is non-intoxicating. It is psychoactive as in it has an effect in the brain, but it's not intoxicating. So THC is what is considered intoxicating. And the higher levels that you get of it, it's more intoxicating. There's not one recorded death from marijuana ever. So that is like just this fact that you can get high if you use high dose THC, but if you wanted to start with CBD, you are not going to get high ever. So you would always 
search for a THC free product, which is, which is what we have. But then like the stair step of that is THC and all the other cannabinoids actually work in combination with each other. So when you have a full spectrum product, which is different than a THC free product, we carry both the full spectrum product has the whole array of cannabinoids that can show up in a hemp plant. And it will have very, very, very low dose THC, but in most full spectrum products, there's not enough THC to actually get you high. But what the THC does is it has more of a compounding effect of the calming properties and the ability to actually give you relief. THC, many people actually is, it's, it's what they use for pain, pain reduction, pain management. And it's not the CBD. CBD is more like the anti-inflammatory like properties. So we should almost think of CBD as one, it's not going to get you high. You can get THC free products. And two, you should almost think about it as something like vitamin D. It's like almost like as crucial to have your endocannabinoid system regulated by CBD such that it's no different than being deficient in vitamin D because your endocannabinoid system, which every single human has and, and always has, is responsible for sleep-wake cycle, for your mood, for your appetite, really helps achieve homeostasis in the body. And there are other things that contribute to that as well, but you have cannabinoid receptors all over your body. And so if that's the case, and cannabis has been used for thousands and thousands of years, I think we just need to recognize that we've been told a story about cannabis. And it started actually in the 1930s with a bunch of propaganda and reefer madness. And that's what holds so many people back is just, it's just narrative. Like there's been a story and we haven't been able to try it ourselves. So for any person that is concerned, just start with a, uh, a THC free product, which about 50% of our products are, and there are other companies that have THC free products and just understand that you will not lose control. You will only feel relaxed, especially at low dose. And if you overdose on, on CBD, like I've had my dog drink a full bottle before he just laid on the ground and slept most of the day. There there's no, like, you can't really overdose on it. You're not going to lose control. Um, and so it's like the stair steps, just CBD, very, very low dose THC is going to help in combination with the CBD. That plant is, has so much power. And we just literally talked about two cannabinoids, but there's over a hundred in the plant. Hopefully that answers your question. It's, it's just like this, like stair step introduction to one, just knowing that you're not going to get high right off the bat. Yeah. I think that it's perfect. I mean, the fact that everything you're doing is rooted in education first and helping people understand um, you know, kind of just sifting through a lot of the misinformation, a lot of the things that we were told, a lot of the narratives that have been created around the products and um, just clarifying and allowing people to make informed and like empowering decisions for themselves that they're not being, you know, kind of fear mongered into a certain direction one way or the other. So I think it's, it's great and very apparent why Cured is only the second ever sponsor of the show. Um, for those that are like interested in trying out, like just go to curednutrition.com, use code POPFAM at checkout um, so we can hook you up with the discount for all the Mind Over Macros listeners. Um, I just, I mentioned I took the Rise, um, the Zen and the Nightcaps that they have are amazing. If you want to try the 
THC free product, you can start there is kind of like the, the stepping stone. Um, and I'm super excited for some products that are coming out. I don't think I'm allowed to announce it yet. Am I? You can announce them. We oh, released yeah. them. In, I'm not sure when this podcast is going to go live, but you can talk about them. All right, cool. Well, maybe you want to share like the, uh, the gummies that are coming out. Um, I'm super excited about that. Uh, you want yeah. to touch on the products? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so I've got them sitting in front of me right here. You'll be receiving yours any day now, but we have been asked for years to release gummies. And I was like, oh, like, I think that this is completely against the whole point of CBD, like anti-inflammatory, you know, a lot of things out there on the market, they're like extremely high sugar. There's a bunch of like dyes and like all this unnatural ingredients in them. And I was like, I don't want to release candy. I want to do something that literally doesn't exist. And while there is sugar in our product, it's very low dose sugar, but everything else is organic ingredients. And it's the combination of functional mushrooms, adaptogens, and full spectrum CBD with low dose THC in it as well. So what this product actually does is it combines L-theanine, ashwagandha, which are more of the adaptogens, and then reishi mushrooms, and then the full spectrum CBD. And this is where you would want to start if you wanted to start with microdosing THC. One serving is, is two gummies, but you can just take one gummy and the combination of all of those together L-theanine just by itself. I'm not sure if you use L-theanine. It's, it's so great for calming. I would compare anything for anybody that hasn't just tried CBD L-theanine and CBD are very, very similar in their effects. So we combine the two and with the microdose THC, what you really get is just like this, like overwhelming amount of calm, cool, collected. And you're like, wow, I just feel really good, but you don't get high from them. And these things are fun. Like I was like, you know what? We we're going to do it. We did it right. There's not a bunch of artificial shit in them. Um, and people love gummies. They, they taste great. We're releasing those. Today's the 23rd. We're releasing those on the 25th of August. And uh, I honestly think this will be our biggest product release ever. Everybody that's trying them are so stoked on them. And so, as you were mentioning, Mike, this would probably be a place to go. Like if you wanted to start THC free, you would go for something else first, but then you can move into the gummies. Um, but if you're ready to go, like they're not going to get you high if you just take one and uh, they're fun. They're definitely fun. Would you say more for like a wind down routine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like driving home from work, end of the day. You can take them at any time of day. Um, I actually had a headache midday yesterday and I just took one and my headache went away. I was like, perfect. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I wanted it to do. Um, but you can, you can take them at any time, but I think the first time you ever take them, you should just like take them when you're winding down from the day. Uh, random question. Do you have a age recommendation for those? Because, um, I know that for, um, Mel, my partner and her kids, they have taken CBD gummies. Um, but I don't think that they had the low dose, low dose THC. Uh, is there like a recommendation? Yeah, we can't recommend them for anybody underneath the age of 18. What I will say is they're extremely safe. So I'll just say that. Cool. Um, <laughs> um, so I want to be uh, respectful of your time, but I do have one last question to kind yeah, of brother. full circle. Um, and hopefully everybody will go pick up the gummies when they're when they release. I will drop, uh, for those of you that follow me on Instagram, just stay tuned on my stories. I'll make an announcement when they're officially available. 
give you guys an exclusive link for all of their other products that aren't already discounted. Just go to curednutrition.com and use code POPFAM, P-O-P-F-A-M, um, for your discount. Uh, so the last question, you started the episode talking about your story and some of the things that you dealt with, with depression and near suicide. And one of the things that stood out to me, I didn't want to gloss over it. So I wanted to bring this full circle. You mentioned there is a disconnect between the person that you wanted to be and the person that you were, and maybe that your espoused values weren't necessarily aligning with your real life in action values. And there was this disconnect, this incongruence that led to internal struggle. Uh, and a lot of people deal with that. And I, I find myself looking back and uh, you know, a lot of the times where I've done things that I'm not proud of, or I've made mistakes, I've made decisions that I would not make again, um, things that I regret. That was always the case. It was always, I'm not acting like the person that I think that I am or that I want mm -hmm. to become. And I've done a lot of work in personal development. I'm currently in therapy. I have no shame about it. It's incredibly helpful for me. Uh, a lot of it is to close that gap. A lot of it is to act in congruence with the person that I want to be. Um, for those that are struggling with some kind of dissonance, some kind of disconnect where their words and their actions aren't in alignment or the person that they want to become, they're not displaying that in real life. What advice do you give? Um, I know, again, this is an impossible question because everybody's different, but I'm curious from your experience in doing the work that you've done, where do we begin to close that gap so that we are acting in accordance with our spouse values? Yeah. The, the first thing to say is that we have to create the awareness that that's true. And when you can look back and say, oh yeah, like I just wasn't showing up as the person that I wanted to be. So when we can first create that awareness, which I guarantee everybody can look back on their life. And even today, like there are times when it happens like that, that's not me. You just have to create that awareness first, but then not shame yourself. Don't shame yourself for not being the person that it is you want to be. Just recognize that that was true and give yourself the grace and understanding that although that is how I showed up, if I were to go back again, I wouldn't show up as that same person. So you can't shame yourself for still being that person because you would go back and you would do it differently because you recognized that there was that dissonance. So one, that's the first and foremost, most important thing. And two, when you say a spouse values, I, I really want everybody to understand what we're saying because your values, your core values that are true to who you are, that create who you are, that make you, allow you, I should say rather, to make decisions in congruence with you. So many people don't even understand or know their values. And the best place to start is just recognizing our values. What is it that you value? Why do you create a deep relationship with another person? Typically, it's because you guys have similar values. Why do you, if you don't know where to start with your values, like think about the things that frustrate you on a day-to-day -day basis. You walk in and something's extremely disorganized. And so that frustrates you. Well, you probably value responsibility. You value people that, you know, take up, response, take care, clean up after themselves. They take responsibility. We have to understand what it is we value to know how we make decisions on a day-to-day -day basis. And when things happen where the person shows up or you find yourself in a situation that's not in alignment with those values, you stick true to yourself at your core and say, 
mm, I got myself in this situation, but how I close the gap between that situation and how I'm showing up and the person that I truly want to be is I own that value and I speak to that value. And if you can create a foundation for difficult conversations through values, you create so much understanding with other people. So many times we just try to run from a difficult situation. We try to hide because we don't know how to speak to it, but your values are the most important thing for you to recognize and living in alignment with them brings the two people that sometimes exist with the distance in between them into alignment. So you show up as who you want to be on a, on an everyday basis. Yeah, that was, that was incredible. Very well said. I appreciate the perspective. Um, I know that definitely hits home with me and um, hopefully everybody can see why we support Cured around here. Amazing company doing amazing things led by an amazing human. Um, where can everybody stay connected with you and, and up to date on all the stuff that you've got going on either um, personally or with Cured? Yeah. Thank you, brother. So um, best place to find me is on Instagram, Joseph Sheehy. Well, I almost couldn't say my own last name, J-O-S-E-P-H-S-H-E-E-H-E-Y. Please feel free to reach out to me with any questions, Cured, personal development, anything I love interacting with, with all humans. And uh, Cured on Instagram, you got to type out the whole thing, Cured Nutrition. Uh, big tech likes to shadow ban. And us. And so you, if you just type cured, you'll see some of our other pages, but cured nutrition is our main page on Instagram. And you can find all things cured, the product releases, um, our podcast, everything that we have going on. Um, and yeah, those are the two places. Awesome. I appreciate it. I will post all of that in the show notes. Everybody go give Joe and cured a follow. And uh, thanks so much. I appreciate it. This is a great conversation. I know. We'll yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah. We'll chat soon. Sounds great, brother.